All right. We are rolling. We're here. It's episode 15. This is No Laugh Track, Acme Comedy's official podcast. My name's Justin Severson. I have a guest today, and I'm going to say the words, um, am I going to get this right? Because it's something we're going to talk about later. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That. What does that mean to you? That means whatever you want it to mean. (laughs) You have some sort of connection to that song, don't you? I do. My father-in-law and his brother wrote that song. That is crazy. We're going to get to that. My guest is Wendy Liebman. Thank you. Welcome to Minnesota. I love it here. Thank you. When's the last time you were here? I was here about 20 years ago working at the Mall of America. I mean, not in a store. With Orange Julius? There was a- Camp Snoopy? <laughs> it was the um, Bass Outlet. <laughs> I always thought the Mall of America was a great place to, you can get married in the wedding chapel. Yeah. Then you can go on the roller coaster mm-hmm. to replicate or foreshadow what your life is going to be like. And then you can return your tuxedo. That's true. You could do all of that. I think they're even going to build a hotel onto that thing. Really? I think so. I might be wrong. So you don't even have to look for your car in the parking lot. No. You can just. I've had that problem there before, by the way. Yeah, because you don't know which door you came in. Yeah. Um, About the time that you were performing at uh, the comedy club that was once yeah. there. I was uh, probably... I think. You weren't born yet, were you? Oh, come you? on. Uh, no, yeah, certainly. I was, uh, I think, turning 21, and that was the place to go for your uh, 21st birthday. I grew up in St. Paul, and that was the place we all went. And uh, I, I remember people from the hotel, they put me up at this Motel 6. Sure. <laughs> Classy. I've moved up now. I'm at Motel <laughs> 8. Congratulations. Now. But um, I took the shuttle over to the comedy club, to the Mall of America. And there were people on the shuttle, families who had come here on vacation from like Florida. Oh, it's one of like the big uh, tourist destinations. I think besides Disney World, it's the biggest in the country. Pretty crazy. Are you going to be going there this week? I didn't have plans to go there because I don't know how far I am from it. I mean, I can just put it in my phone and see... But I have malls at home. They're celebrating their 20th anniversary. Are they? So, yeah, you were probably oh, there I when it here, opened. Yeah, yeah, probably just around the time when it opened because I've been doing this a long time. But, yeah, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious <laughs> was written. I already told you that. Never mind. <laughs> no, I, li- I, uh, I was doing a bit of research and I saw and that really stuck out to me. Well, my father-in-law, who just recently passed away, I saw, I saw that. Sorry about in that. May. Yeah. Um, he and his brother, the Sherman brothers, wrote a lot of the music for Disney, including the, the scores for Mary Poppins and Jungle Book. Jungle Book, I love the songs and from Jungle Book. They wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang too, but that's not Disney. But they also wrote the song "It's a Small World," which don't uh, hit me. <laughs> yeah, a few people have heard that song. Yeah. Yeah. But my husband came home from school one day. He was seven. And his father said, what did you do today in school? And my husband said, they gave us the um, salt vaccine for polio. And my father-in-law was like, you let them give you a shot at school? And my husband was like, no, no. They put the medicine on a sugar cube and they put the sugar cube on a spoon and we just ate the sugar cube. And my father-in-law wrote, Spoonful of Sugar Helps the Medicine Go Down. Holy shit. <laughs> that is amazing. It's true. That's amazing. It's 
That's pretty true. People thought it was about cocaine or whatever, but no, it was really about the polio vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I wow, I or a metaphor. Seeing, yeah, 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 yeah. Puff the magic dragon seems similar. Right, I right. Uh, I I remember singing that song like in elementary school. Right. That, that's that is amazing. What kind of Disney memorabilia do you have around the house? Um, we don't have that much. Come on, tell me something cool. There's got to be something. Um. Well, they. Recently, Disneyland gave my father-in-law and uncle-in-law a door fr- or a window on the... I don't know if you've been to Disneyland lately, but they have like... No. When you walk in, it's like stores and... I mean, it's basically a mall. Yeah. No, <laughs> right? I've been to Disney World for the right. last 10 years. So each store has like some kind of dedication to it from either a songwriter or some uh, an actor... So they dedicated one of the doors to the Sherman Brothers. So that was really special. We don't have the memorabilia in the house or anything. Oh, but. uh, what's the song? I I mean, I when I was a kid, I had this uh, Disney album. It was like, um, what's the bear's name from uh, Jungle Book? Oh, Blue? yeah. The Bear Necessities? That's the one song they didn't write. Oh, really? Yes. And <laughs> how about Trust? They wrote every, they wrote that. You have to see the documentary that my husband and, um, his cousin did called The Boys, the Sherman Brothers story, because people know them. I mean, people know the music, but people don't know who wrote it. And the story is that the brothers wrote together for 50 years, but didn't really get along. Ah, sure. Well, but that kind of spark creates creativity, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, I think so. So. They were a good team. Well, promote that. Where would people find that? Is that like on the DVD boys, on Amazon? Or? It's on Netflix. Netflix. It's on Netflix? Yeah. I have Netflix. The Boys, The Sherman Brothers Story. Sweet. I know what I'm yeah, doing later tonight. Yeah, it's really pretty awesome. I'm in it for eight seconds. So. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I speak for the mother, my mother-in-law who passed away before the movie was made. Oh, okay. Um, but, and, yeah. Wow. So, but my husband also, well, not, this is all about my husband. No, no, we're going to, I was, we're going to backtrack in just a second here, but, but go he, ahead. But he, um, he wrote on a show called Boy Meets World, which you might oh, be yeah, familiar yeah. with. Yeah, I think familiar. I'm a little older, really. I, that was, a little, I was a little too old for that show right. when it was on, but I, I'm familiar with it. Savage, Fred Savage's Savage, brother, the other and, Savage. Yeah, was the brother. The, so, yeah. okay. He, anyway. he was a writer on that show? Yeah. Yeah. How many cameos did you make on that? No, I didn't know him <laughs> didn't then. Know then. <laughs> All right, now let's backtrack. Okay, let's, let's go, go back. way, 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 way back. You were born in a hospital in Long Island. In Long Island, yeah. I was at your show last night, and so I learned. I was going to ask you how many. Oh, that this. How many jokes get, are true? Yes, it seems like, and maybe, maybe you don't even want to say. Maybe it's uh, part of the, you know, you know, just let let leave people guessing. I'm not sure, but which part? How old am I? Oh, I know how old you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if the internet's correct. You cut me open and counted the rings. I know you can't lie about your age anymore because no. you can Wikipedia me. Yeah. Yeah. It's but I never weird. lied about my age. No. Like I've been doing that joke about um, that I'm 46, but I don't feel 46 because I'm 47 <laughs> for two years now. And I've been telling that joke for five. I started that joke when I was 23. <laughs> oh my so, God. Really? <laughs> so I've been just going up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, and you know, there was a part. So I think you mentioned kids that you, uh, your stepmom. I am a stepmom. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what's true. Yeah. I don't have a brother. Okay. <laughs> was there part? Of, what was the part with the brother? I'm trying to remember. I now. said my brother, we, he's the smart one in the family because he was adopted. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. And um, he uh, he went to University of Minnesota. Oh, yeah. You made all that up. <laughs> that's pretty good, though. Yes, you mentioned it several times. And you, yeah, you actually kept bringing that. That's very interesting. This is my art, and art you can make shit up. Hell yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. In, I think in art you can make stuff up or tell the truth or tell the truth using things that you made up, um, and you don't have to say which is which. No. That's what art is. Mm-hmm. That's and, I gave you the L. You didn't even have to say. I know. I didn't really have to tell you. Yeah, I mean. But I don't mind. It's like um, Teller from Penn and Teller. He talks off stage. Right. So I don't mind telling you the truth off stage, even though I'm actually on the stage right now. But yeah. <laughs> I'm not in front of an audience. True. Yeah. True, true, true. So, yeah, that's my that's my persona, my stage persona. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the first thing. Is you said, like I, you grew up in Long Island. And you mentioned that's that. True. That part's true. All right, let's start there. So okay. you grew up in Long Long Island. Long Island. There you go. Um, Roslyn, once in Crescent Lane. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't come from money. I come from coupons. Coupon. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Me too. Organizing coupons. Did you ever have to organize? Never coupons? did that, and I was never a um, super couponer. No. But I've watched those shows. They're out of control. Where they have like notebooks of coupons, and then they have cartons and baskets of food and then they ring it up and it's like four cents yeah or you get four cents back Mm. or you get paid to bring the stuff out of the store (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of that'd be it's what no one who has time for that it's a a full-time job right so you could be earning money during that time to pay for your groceries exactly (laughs) there was like one couple they had like a whole room in the basement full of just non-perishables that they got from coupon that you would never need if you had 50 if you were that family that has 20 children right it looked like a supermarket yeah yeah i know <laughs> that doesn't accept coupons probably right <laughs> open their own so from long island uh you left at some point i How went to college happen? i went to iou yes and um <laughs> no, i went to an all-girls college in boston and, why an all-girls college um it was the best school i got into Okay. And I studied psychology. Was it all girls in high school? No, no, no. no. I went to public high school. I was even a cheerleader. Hey. And my boyfriend was on the faculty. Wait a um, minute. What? <laughs> you were going to, I thought for sure you were going to say football team. Right. That's the joke. <laughs> faculty? Nice. Nice. Wikipedia. Do you, you, do you know what it says for you on Wikipedia? What? I think I still have it open here on my phone. It's. Wikipedia is one of the worst websites to go for, for, for facts, really. You know, I mean, I could change it if I wanted to and say, right. you know, I could go on there and say you and I are married, you know, and it would stay there until somebody goes and changes it. It says for you. <laughs> and I think this is, oh, look at, I have it on your father-in-law's uh, page. So I'm going to switch back here. If I still have, yep, here we go. It says, uh, Wendy Lieben, uh, born in February 27th. Uh, in New York, American stand-up comedian known for her distinctive style, which includes quick, clever follow-ups after her jokes. She starts the joke leading it one direction, then changes it. As in, the, this Thanksgiving, I don't want to deliver That's your okay. jokes right in front of you. As in, this Thanksgiving, I made a 28-pound turkey pot pie. <laughs> or, I really like to shop, lift. <laughs> Perfect! That's... You know, I didn't even write that second joke. That, that's not you? 
Well, I said it. I mean, a boyfriend wrote it for me. Oh, okay. And, but yeah, that is my style, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that it said something like I was a belly dancer. <laughs> we're di- I'll add that. No, is that no. true? <laughs> we can add that right now. I'm a belly flop dancer. <laughs> belly flopper. Uh, so that's what I wanted to see in the Olympics. Synchronized belly flopping. Wouldn't that have been? Did you like the Olympics? Shit? You know, I did. I, I didn't like sit down to watch it at any point, but if I was like trying to fall asleep or just <laughs> putting on my makeup or I would have it on in the back and I would watch. I like the gymnastics. I like the swimming. I heard Ryan Lochte. 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 I heard he wants to be the bachelor. And so does my husband. No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so you, when did you uh, when did you get up on a stage for the first time? So I was doing psych research because I was going to be a psychologist. In your all-women's college. Right. Mm-hmm. And although I'd done a little bit of theater in college, I was in a play called, um, well, I was in Hair. Sure. I met a boy called Frank Mills. Um, and then I was, <laughs> see, and that's why I went into comedy. And then, um, then I was in a play called Uncommon Women and Others. Okay. Which was written by Wendy Wasserstein and it's a play about, um, a reunion of a women's college, like oh. f- five women. And I had all the funny lines. In okay. the play, and so yeah. that's the first time I got laughs on stage. So that kind of put the bug in me. Yeah. And then I did psych research, and then I thought, I do not want to be a psychologist. Mm-hmm. I felt, I'd rather make a 100 people laugh than one person cry. That's what I decided. <laughs> so I, I like took that. a class on how to be a stand-up comedian. I mean, it's kind of, it's like you can read this online, people have quoted me, but I took the mail-in from the wrong apartment and I got the course catalog for an adult ed center and I found a class that I wanted to take yeah. and it was acting and then the teacher quit and so then it said they said what do you want to take instead and I looked through the course catalog and I was like hmm how to be a stand-up comedian and something you know when something just resonates in you mm-hmm. so that's what happened and I took the class and I'm sitting here 27 years later talking to me (laughs) (laughs) was it all worth it no um uh a class a lot of people you know make fun of comedy classes Um, would you say that now or do you think that's a good thing john bizarre who just did a documentary about this like can you teach somebody to be funny Mm -hmm. and i don't think you can teach anybody to do anything unless they want to so it's the person's intention that it led me to the class and it was just a supportive environment. Basically, we drank beer afterwards and yeah. it was a nice group of people. And I'm still friends with the teacher because he's a comedian. He's also, his name is Ron Lynch and he was on the Sarah Silverman show. And I mean, he's, hmm, okay. like, he's around. Yeah. And one of the kids in the class, kids in the class, <laughs> listen to me. Me and the other kids. One of my friends in the class is still a friend. So, yeah. Well, that's really cool. And I started, it was in Boston. It was in Boston. And then I had a day job while I was doing comedy for six years. Um, and then Bud Friedman from the Improv yep. was mm-hmm. in, in Boston. He was trying to, um, he was judging a contest. And it was his wife who said, she's really funny. And so um, 
I won the regional contest in mm-hmm. Boston, and that afforded me a trip to L.A., and I'd never been to L.A. before. And um, I got to perform at the Improv in L.A., and somebody from The Tonight Show was there, mm-hmm. Jim McCauley, and he was like, how come I haven't seen you? And he said, do you want to be on our show? And I'm like, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? Okay. <laughs> so I had to take time off from work to fly back to L.A., and I was on The Tonight Show, and then I went back to work on Monday at my day job. And then, hey, I'm back, everybody. And then, what did you guys do this weekend? <laughs> then a couple of months later, I decided to move to L.A., which, ironically, as soon as I got to L.A., then I started going on the road because I'd never been a road comic before because I had a day job. So Yeah, sure. Sounds like you skipped some of the the uh, the hard, the... The roads? Yeah. Well, no, because now I've, I've been doing the road for 20 years yeah. now, so... But getting that early shot on Carson. Well, I had been doing stand-up for six years. Yeah. I once met um, Christopher Titus backstage at the Ice House, and he was really mean and angry at me. And he said, you've been doing this for six months. And I'm like, six months is six years. And you know from being around comedians, six years is like still baby. Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. still a baby. Yeah. Although the comedian last night, he said he'd been doing it three years. I don't know what these kids are taking, steroids and McDonald's or whatever, but they're so much more advanced. Than are you talking about Brian were. Miller? Yeah. The, uh, the feature this week? Uh, well, he's great too, but no, Mike, Michael? Lester. Yeah, Mike. They're farther along, leaps and bounds. Than Think so? Were three, yeah, three yeah. years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who was on the, uh, I love Johnny Carson. Who, do you remember who was on the show that day? Jack you? Palance. Wow. I don't know if you remember Jack Palance. Of course. He was, he had to do the one arm push up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so Ripley's they, Believe It or Not. He was, <laughs> right. uh, so they asked him to do that on the Tonight Show. And it was Thelma Houston, maybe a singer. I just remember them plying her with liquor <laughs> backstage. Not you? Mm mm. Although, well, I was in another realm. I mean, I I don't completely remember the experience other than feeling like when I saw Johnny Carson sitting there, he was like a holograph. Yeah. Because I'd watched him on TV. I mean, it's just surreal. It's got to be. It had to be. I remember Louis Anderson saying that he was. When he was first on The Tonight Show, he was having an out-of-body experience. Yeah, I, <laughs> Saw I bet. himself on The Tonight Show. That's never happened to me yet. Yeah, okay. Wow. Uh, Jack Palance. Jack Palance, Thelma Houston. Um, I was once on Letterman, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was playing basketball with a dog. And okay. So they had to bump me because the show went long. Because the was... dog was missing his shots or something. <laughs> it was a poor shot. This freaking dog. So then I got to go back on like a week later and it was Tom Arnold. They were both promoting True Lies. Ah, funny. We're, now, you just had a Showtime special. What, that debuted in... In November. November. Of 2011. Yeah. Um, so less than a year ago. Yeah. Um, well, I was, I was 48 and I decided, no, I was 49 and I decided for my 50th birthday, I wanted to, um, invite everybody I knew to LA and perform. You know, most people throw themselves a party. (laughs) (laughs) I rented a theater. Wow. Um, so I 
did it a year in advance so that people would come Holy and crap. like make plans. And people came and I taped the show and I, I learned a lot of lessons because I should have taped two shows and cut sure. them together, but yeah, I taped yeah. one show. And, um, I got my parents involved. Um, did they come with you when you went to the Tonight Show? Who no, went with you? No, they didn't. Who came with me? My boyfriend at the time and my teacher from the class. Oh, okay. Because he's also a friend. Sure. Ron Lynch. Yeah, no, my parents were in New York. They're not that impressed with show business, except whenever I'm in town, they come to every show. Oh, okay. So they're, it's not that they're not interested, but I don't know what I'm saying. What do you think... Uh their daughter turned out what did they want you to do with your life i think my pa- my dad always said do whatever makes you money no they they're just, <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're take just, it if you have to right? they're just happy that i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing i don't think they had any designs over what they wanted me to do um my sister's the therapist so um, yeah. Your brother went to the U. Yeah, my Wait. brother. <laughs> my brother. I'm trying to remember, did you, did you create a, uh, what was his job? Did you create a job? A no, career? because he's still in college. Oh, that's right. That's but he's, right. I know he's gay. <laughs> I don't know how I know that. But, and he's really smart. Uh huh. <laughs> and he's beautiful. But he's just. He runs this town. He, my, my brother's the shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, you mentioned the uh, contests that you won a contest. We should. I'm gonna give a congratulations to the winner last night because I was here last night for the show. Yeah, hey, thousand dollars. Funniest person in the that. Wow. Yeah, funniest person in the Twin Cities was named last night right here on this stage, and you saw him. I saw him. He, he was, was funny. Hilarious. I was one of the yeah. I was one of the judges, and um, I'll say that uh, he was on on my ballot. He was, you know, he got I the thought, most points from me. His I name's thought, Jakey Emmert. He was really funny. I thought a lot of those comedians were really funny. I I did not know how you were going to pick. Do you come across these contests much when you're on the road? I don't, but I love seeing comics that I've never seen before. Yeah. I just think it's fascinating. And I also love seeing comics at the beginning of their careers. So had that guy been doing it for I don't know. I don't know. I'm uh I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I'd like to sometime. A thousand dollars? That's more than I'm making. <laughs> what do I have to do? And then they were giving out like iPads. Yeah, the uh, second place got an iPad. Not bad. How how do I get an iPad? <laughs> I want an iPad. I want an iPad, too. I don't have one, either. I don't have $1,000, all right? I don't have an iPad. No. I, don't, I have an iPhone. I do, too. But it got stolen. But I got it back. I mean, I got a new one. You got a new one. So congratulations once again. To Jakey. Emmert. Emmert. E-M-M-E-R-T. Way to go, Jakey. I could not believe how big the audience was last night, usually on a Tuesday night. Yeah, you said that when you were on stage last night. Um, you were impressed by, this, by the size. Well, I mean, I know that it was because there were a lot of comedians here and they were all they all had their their fans in the audience. But yeah. some of them said that they weren't here to see that. No, I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so you liked uh, the show? This was your first show at Acme ever, awesome. correct? I had been here once because I came over after... My show at the Mall of America with another comedian. So I'd seen, 
I remember walking in. Was it always this configuration, this room? It seems a little bit, um, but the chairs were not so, pl- the chairs are really comfortable here. They just got new chairs this summer. Yeah. Yeah. These chairs are really nice. Really nice. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes it. <laughs> they um, still smell new. Yeah. they ha- It has that new chair smell. Um, but yeah, so I remember walking in through the back. Mm-hmm. I remember walking on stage. So I'd been on stage, but there was no audience here. It was after a show. Yeah. Who did you, who was performing that night? Do you remember at all? I really don't remember. But I came down here with Skippy from uh, Family Ties, Mark Price. We were working together at Knuckleheads. (laughs) What, do you remember that? I remember him, I remember seeing the poster that uh, (laughs) he was at the chuckle box, as I call it. Yeah, Knuckleheads. Yeah. Oh, that is funny. Is that still open? No, it's not. No. If you if you uh, head over there now, that is a um, but oh, geez, I don't even know. I a Mexican restaurant, I think, totally renovated. Yeah, not quite the same. You could probably get up on a table and do some stand up there. Why not? <laughs> Why not? So you don't have a lot of really connections to Minnesota. That's how did you end up here? How did you end up here for the first time at this part of your career? I have no idea. <laughs> My agent asked me if I wanted to come here, and I said, yes. So it was just one of those, I don't know, I don't know how it happened. How many, how much are you on the road right now? Um, I'm on the road a lot right now because there's too much laundry to do, so I asked <laughs> if I could get booked on the road. Um, like, I'm not home until November or December now. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm home for like two days. Yeah. And then I go back. I call it my I need more frequent flyer miles tour because I'm here and then I go home to L.A. And then I go back to Peoria and then I go home and then I go to New York. So That's a lot of miles. It's a lot of miles. Um, but the good thing is I've gotten to know the people at the concession stands at the airport <laughs> in L.A. <laughs> okay. That's how you know you travel too much. But anyway, so I'm just so happy that they invited me here. I can't. I'm just beside myself. Anything you want to see while you're here? Um, the Mall of America. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> what should I see when I'm here? What's... Uh, well, you missed the state fair by just a few days. I know. I was reading Liz Winstead. She was tweeting about it. I think she was at the same concert I was at on uh, Friday. I saw that online. Yeah. Yeah. So is that like the Milwaukee Summerfest, the state fair? No, much bigger. That Summerfest is just a weekend, isn't it? Maybe. Am I wrong? Summerfest is huge. Yeah, I know. Numbers-wise, it's huge. Okay. But is but, it? But well, the the yeah, Minnesota State Fair is 12 days. Oh. Yeah. And I missed it? Yeah. And there's headlining, you know, uh, concerts each night and tons of food and pig uh, uh, swine flu. The swine flu was going around? Well, they say it was the uh, uh, two or three people ended up with swine flu from a visit to the swine barn. But uh, <laughs> what do you? Oh, we, we're all farmers here. You know, no, okay. I'm kidding. But, no, we're not. Um, but um, they're saying it's not the same strain that's like killing people or could. So it's just kind of like the porky pig. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's not going to kill you. I don't think so. Um, so like headliners like Kiss, Motley Crue, anybody Journey. I've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop believing. Exactly. Oh boy, I don't remember who else. That's why I'm a comedian. Okay. <laughs> 
As long as there's fried food, I'm happy. Tons of fried food. I read that they were frying um, Coca-Cola. I didn't see that. They can now deep fry Coca-Cola. I've heard of that. I have not tried it, but Mm. they also have the uh, deep fried cookies. I've heard of that. uh, I had the Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah. (laughs) Highly recommended. (laughs) You have 12 months to prepare yourself to come back and have one. Delicious. Well, I, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm here at the right time other than that I missed the fair. The weather's nice. But I was thinking, like my walk from here to the hotel, I was thinking in the dead of winter, even though it's not that far. It's not that far. I bet. I know where you stay. I know, but in the dead of winter. Yeah. I'd imagine. That's why I moved to California from New York because I hate being cold. I, I, that's my least favorite thing. I I, I can't wait for global warming (laughs) and hot flashes. That's right. Me too. Wait. Damn it. I can't steal that joke from you. I, he's drinking Jameson. I think that that is so awesome. That Out of a baby bottle. That's <laughs> <laughs> told. Cheers. Cheers. I told you I'm going to have a long night tonight. I know. Do you want to talk about that or not on the podcast? Uh, I'll, I can say that I'm getting divorced tonight. Officially getting divorced tonight. Now, why tonight? Like, don't you usually have to get divorced during the day? <laughs> That's when we're going to... We get along fairly well, so we're just going to go and sign some paperwork together. I mean, I thought I was going to be an old maid, but then I got married, so now I'm a maid. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I waited until I was 42. I didn't wait. It just didn't happen didn't until happen I was until you're 42. 42. Yeah. And I'm totally in love with my husband. I just don't understand why people get married so young. That's what it is. I don't either. It's just you don't know yourself yet. Hell no. You really, um, you're taking such a big chance. When you look back, do you like the person you were when you were in your 20s? I don't even like the person I am now. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... Because I don't know that I, I mean, overall I did, but there are a lot of things. Like, I was stupid, you know? You're, 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 you're 20s are extended teens. And, and I think even more so now because we're caught, we coddle our children more. And so they don't really have, um, calluses to deal with rejection or uneasiness. So I think it's really hard. Like, I'm, ra- I am raising two stepsons. Yeah. How, how old are they? They are, um, they're really 17 and 21. Okay. <laughs> and they're amazing. And I, they totally made me believe in God because I'm like, I didn't have children. Right. And I, they just fit in so perfectly with what I needed to learn about myself. Sure. Um, do oh, you kids have children? Change a yeah. I have two daughters. Yes. And they really teach you everything you need to know except algebra. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just kind of fell into being a stepmom and I walk a fine line with them between trying to discipline them and asking them for money. So it's very, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't have kids of my own. I can't have kids according to my lease. I actually <laughs> probably could have kids, but I just didn't feel like I would have been a good mother. Yeah. And, but I'm a good stepmother. Yeah. So. What was the question? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you answered it. <laughs> uh, I, did I see these really, you know, like uh, random 
Yeah. Like, like the thing about your your father in law is just right. fascinating to me. We don't have to talk about that no, anymore. No, we can if you no, want. No, 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 no. I, what I do want to get to is another thing that's really, I don't, I. I'm going to assume that you don't get asked about this much, but you were on when they rebooted the Hollywood Squares. <laughs> were you, you were on there, right? I was. Well, I was the um, bottom left square, and then I was the top right square. <laughs> I just remember sitting next to Al Roker yeah. and Keith Hernandez on the bottom, and then on the top I was next to Malcolm Jamal Warner yeah. and Caroline Ray and one of the Judds, not the not the daughters, the mother, Judd. Oh, but what was the? Uh, yeah, you just want to know. know about it? Yeah, I, the, Tom Bergeron was the host, right? He was the host because I really remember the John Davidson hosted version. Oh, I don't better. even remember that one. Yeah. I remember the first one. No, that yeah, that's yeah. I don't. I've seen clips. Peter that Marshall or something. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, that, I think it is. No, I remember the John Davidson, but there's right. Tom Bergeron. I never. I think it was was it on during the day? Yes. When, when when this was rebooted. Yes. Yeah. And Whoopi Goldberg was the center square. Bruce Valanche. And Bruce Valanche. Did you work with Bruce Valanche? I did. And um, <laughs> and who was the other one? Shadow Stevens was on it. Oh, well, he was on the John <laughs> Davidson. He was the was he the oh, announcer on okay. the one you were on? Um. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of having seen him on that. See, He's like... also the announcer now on Craig Ferguson. Shadow Stevens. Oh yeah. Says. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And me. Uh, and uh, he was, yeah, on the uh, John Davidson one, he wasn't the center. He was, like, right below that, I think. And right. me, I'm Shadow Stevens. Right. What a voice. Yeah, what a voice. So, what, was that typical? Was it, like, a typical um, uh, game show where you do five episodes one day? And they're really strict about the scoring and... Um, you show up with five outfits? You do. Yeah. And I just remember being on the show thinking everybody here has sort of a personality that, you know, like I didn't really feel like I had my own square personality. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> so, but yeah, I did like five episodes. Oh, that's it? It's just how many? Just how, one day. That's it? Yeah. Oh, okay. How, how do they do the, because uh, everything's so, did you write the jokes that you? No, but they said that I could like embellish or if I came up with something funnier, but I just used what they wrote for yeah. me. <laughs> center square. Who was the center square? Um, it was Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi. Oh, but yes. I think I heard, I'll take Wendy Lehman to block and I just plots. <laughs> I was kind of nervous. I'm not scared of heights, but I was like a little bit nervous having to walk up to the top floor. Yeah, yeah. I bet. This is some scaffolding. Really seeing... You don't see that on TV. No. They don't just drop you in there. I know. And then like, L.A. earthquakes. Hello. Hello. I've been in an earthquake. <laughs> have you? <gasps> Did you lose anything? You don't have earthquakes here. No. Do you? I no, lost no, no. my mind. Is but... <laughs> well, here's the story. So there was a comedian named Mike Burton, and he was from Chicago, and he was hanging out with me in L.A., and I told him he could stay with me for a week in L.A., and at the end of the week, I said, you really have to go now, because he had been there for a week. And Any I said, longer, and he's moved in. Right. And yeah. I said, you know what? You can stay one more night. Because he was like, oh, really? I said, okay, stay one more night. Well, that night we had the big earthquake in L.A., like the 7.4. Mm-hmm. And I would not let him leave <laughs> for like a month oh. after that. I was so nervous to be alone. Yeah. It was just really scary because I felt the bed shaking. And I'm like, this is the big one. Because I was standing in the kitchen. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, you. <laughs> Did I leave something on? <laughs> What's shaking? 
Um, I, I, something I wanted to ask you as a, as a female comic, you, uh, you obviously liked comedy as a kid. Did you listen to comedy? I loved watching Laughing. Laughing. I loved Laughing. Who I were loved, your favorites on Laughing? Um, well, Ruth Buzzy. I always identified with her. <laughs> and now we're friends on Twitter, which is crazy. Um, and she said, if I'm ever in Texas, I should look her up, look which is that. crazy. And then, um, Lily Tomlin. I used to imitate Edith Ann in the big rocking chair. Oh my goodness. Yes. And, um, Ernestine, the operator for my dad, and I got him to laugh. And I just remember I really loved hearing my dad laugh. So that was like the beginning. Was dad funny? My father is really funny. Yeah. Uh, both my parents are funny, not on purpose. Like they're just sure. enjoyable. Yeah. Um, more musical than, funny and you can see that in my special because my mother plays the drums in my special my dad sings in an acapella singing group in my special so i got the whole family holy cow i know i just remember watching those shows and i loved loved flip wilson Er that was ernestine right yeah Yeah. and ernestine and i loved like mary tyler moore and i loved watching sunny and Cher and funny girl barbara streisand the movie was there a TV show too? No, no. Oh, just what am the I movie. thinking of? Yeah, okay. Um, so I grew up watching that and I, I don't, I don't think I was always funny, but I have two pictures of myself. One time I was entertaining the family. I was like five and I was dressed up and I like put on a tutu, but I didn't put it on like I, I put it a little higher and sure. like I, I was just, I was a prop comic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remember getting laughs, and getting laughs is addictive. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how children can pick up on that. I loved Phyllis Stiller. Yeah. I remember watching her. I was little, I was like 11, and I heard her. She was on Mike Douglas or Merv Griffin. I remember it was just the two of them sitting there, and she was saying how you have to make the audience laugh, and then just when they think they're done laughing, you have to hit them again. And I remember thinking, I know what you mean, lady. Yeah. It's basically what I do. Sure. And then I got to meet her. Um, How did that happen? Well, I did the Bob Hope's Ladies of Laughter special with Margaret Show. Sure. And she was there. Then she invited me to a Christmas party. Buzz Aldrin was there. And the I astronaut. Brought, yeah. And I brought Henriette Mantel. I think she's from here. Maybe not. Anyway, we're at the party and Phyllis makes an announcement. She says, um, nobody used the bathroom down here because the lock on the door is broken. And so you'll get stuck in the bathroom. So she redirected us to this other bathroom. Well, an hour into the party, somebody got stuck in the bathroom <laughs> because so they called the fire department. They, who was stuck in the bathroom? Phyllis. Phyllis. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But I just loved Phyllis Diller. She called me Liebman. Nice. Nice. Liebman. Oh, that's really cool. Joan Rivers, you're a big fan of hers, you said. I'm a huge fan of Joan Rivers. Have you met Joan? I haven't met Joan, but I have one relative in show business, uh, or he was in show business. He was in, like, Second City with Joan and... um, he went on to do more theater than comedy, but she was at his funeral, so it was, we crossed paths too, with him right? there, <laughs> with her, with her. Um, no, I met her once. She's really sweet, Joan. Joan. She still got it. She's hilarious. There's a documentary about her. Um, yes, I have not seen it. It's and fascinating. I, you're just reminding me that I haven't seen that, so thank you. It's fascinating because she really just 
lays it out there who she is and she lives to perform. What's your acting? Uh, acting? Yeah. Well, I did a lot of theater growing up. Right. Um, but no, you know, I, I think acting and comedy stand up are very different because when I'm on stage, I'm talking to everybody and nobody. Mm-hmm. And when you're acting, you're talking to one person or so it's a different energy. Yeah. And so I haven't really perfected that other, the acting one. I love your, um, <laughs> your interactions with the crowd here last night at Acme. I, I was enjoying that. I really like talking to the audience. Like I, that's something I at, s- used to watch Paula Poundstone do and mm-hmm. go, I'm, she's the best at it yeah. that I've ever seen. Jimmy Pardo is one of my all time favorites. I've never favorites. seen him talking to the audience. He's, he's amazing at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Brogan's great at it too. Okay. And Pat Bullard. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's something that I've just, I try to work on that. Yeah. Like, it's really fun for me to talk to the audience. So. Was that really hard to do at the, uh, at, early on? Yeah. I would, Did you just I ignore had, it or like, what'd you do? I had like a script. Like I had each joke written out and I never veered from it. And oh, now okay. it's like, I don't even have an order to my jokes. I yeah. don't even know what I'm going to say yeah. when I get on stage. Yeah. I sort of know what I'm going to start with and I sort of know what I'm going to finish with, but it's, it's a free for all. <laughs> How do I ask this question? Where have you been, Wendy? Where have you been? Um, you mean what happened to me? Like I was on a plane once and I was congregating. This is before 9-11. So you were allowed to congregate. Sure. So I was talking to, um, Kevin Meany was on my flight and we were like waiting for the bathroom. And so we're talking in front of the bathroom and this woman comes out of the bathroom and she goes, she looks at Kevin Meany. She goes, my husband and I love you. And then she looks at me. She goes, Whatever happened to you? Oh, <laughs> I wasn't saying I'm that, like, Wendy. I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I got married and then I didn't stop working, but I stopped going on the road so much. Okay. Who was, who was, uh, uh Boston was a big place for comedy. Is it, would I recognize any names of people you were starting out with? Well, I started out with, um, like David Cross. Never heard of him. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and Laura Keitlinger. Yeah. And like Lenny Clark was there. Yeah. Um, it was a really great time. I bet. Like a hotbed of comedy. Yeah. And we would just do open mic nights every night of the week. And then I had my day job and then I would go back to. Like I had two jobs, basically. I would get home from a day job. What was the day job? I worked at a, a college. I was doing psych research, but then I quit that. And yeah. then I was just working administrative at a college. Um, and it was great because they were so flexible with me because I would literally drive a hundred miles to Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Massachusetts or Vermont, somewhere. Right. And then I'd be back at work the next morning. So, um, it was just a really fun time for comedy. Yeah, I've heard a lot it's of... It's still a good place for comedy, Boston. They have a, a women's comedy festival there every March. As a uh, big fan of listening to other podcasts, uh, I've I've learned over the years that Boston had quite the scene back then, and as you're saying, still today. So there you go. Not as good as this one. Not as good as the scene here? No. Hell no. Well, the the comedians I saw last night, if they were a sampling of the talent here, it was incredible. Yeah. You're going to have fun this week. Tell people what's your, uh, what's your name on. It's Wendy Liebman, W-E-N-D-Y-L-I-E-B-M-A-N. 
that's on Twitter and Facebook. Do you still have room to add friends on Facebook? Not on Facebook, although there's like a fan page that's subscription. Made. People can subscribe. Yes. So yes. Yeah. But I'm more into tweeting these days than Facebook. Yeah. I feel like Facebook was the gateway drug to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think I think we uh I think we did our time here. I think they're going to let us go. Thank you so much so for thank talking you. This, to me. Yeah. So thank you. And your website where people can find out. I know that you're, you're, uh, the special's for sale. For sale for $5. Five simple bucks. I know. On uh, my website, wendyliebman.com. And it's called, my special is called Taller on TV. Great name. Because, um, well, originally it was called Playmate of the Year because I was voted that in kindergarten, but <laughs> we had a little like, um, trademark issue sure. with Playboy. Yeah. So it's called Taller on TV because nine times out of 10, when I meet somebody, they go and they, and they've seen me on TV, they go, Oh my God, you look so much taller on TV. Because for the record, you're four eight. <laughs> I'm five two. Oh boy. Well, I feel larger than life. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let's end it on that. Thank okay. you. Thank you.